Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I had a wonderful time yesterday. Um, as and most people know that I moved to Philadelphia on November 1st. And part of the the attraction for me to do that was to be around my sister, her family and, and the kids and all that good stuff. So in August, my sister Diane had purchased tickets for, um, I think it was three adults and I guess the children under a certain age, you don't have to pay for them. So there were enough tickets and I did not know that she had already done that. So sometime in October, I think it was, I said to her, "Um, are we going to see the Nutcracker at the ballet? And she said, oh, already got that taken care of. I said, oh, all right. So then I realized that the fourth, that the third ticket for the adult was for um, her son-in-law, yeah, Kevin Dubois, who was supposed to go with us. And as soon as my sister mentioned something about it, oh, that's okay. And we can go. That's <laughs> so thankfully there was no hesitation. And my sister and I and my niece, Mara, and my great niece, uh, Shirley Rose, went with us yesterday. She was, it was just so much fun to see this and enjoy this through the eyes of a, um, a three-year-old because she, every day she plays the Nutcracker. I don't know where, I don't know if it's on a, a laptop computer or whatever, but she does, she dance? does the whole thing. Yes. And she dances. Okay, see? She yeah, does the ballet go. business. Uh-huh. And so she was just could not believe how excited she was to go yesterday to see this live. And it was everything she wanted. It was just fabulous for her. And it was just amazing to sit there and watch her watching it because the wonder and the amazement and the awe of everything was just, it was more 
of a treat to watch that than the actual ballet. Yeah. You know, the ballet was great, and I've seen it a whole bunch of times. But uh, a live orchestra uh, with people who had harps and all kinds of things. I was just delighted just to have had the experience, but it was more so with the three-year-old. It was just a lot of fun. And then we uh, went across the street, and we went to a restaurant called Estia. And apparently, we, as we discussed it, it's some kind of a chain, or at least there are multiple uh, restaurants that are called that, and they're all part of the same thing. But what it was is, a Greek restaurant. How do you spell it? Estia, E-S-T-I-A. Oh, cool. And where was that? Yeah. That was where directly across the street from the Academy of Music. On Broad on, or on, on, one of the, on... No, not on Broad Street, on one of the, the side streets. Yes. I don't know which okay. one it was. That's Locust. Locust. Broad, it, okay. Academy of Music is on Broad and Locust. Okay. So it was across the street. Okay. And I, Only, I, I know a, that I know it specifically because I lived just a block down at 15th and Locust. Okay. So when I yeah. first moved to Philadelphia. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. saying that. I love it there. Well, yeah, well, my brother, uh, my, brother my nephew uh, lives there. Uh, I think it's, I don't know where, where it is specifically. It's maybe 22nd and, and that area. He absolutely loves it. So he joined us for dinner. And, and that was fun because <clears throat> he and his niece, um, Shirley Rose, have an incredible bond. The two of them just love each other to pieces and it's just so cute to see the two of them when they get together so uh, they decided that they were going to run they're going to go for a run and I, I said where are you going to go for a run oh out here on the street okay so she put her coat on and she had <laughs> these shoes that were all sparkles they're purple oh, like Mary Jane kind of things Mary Jane shoes and and Uncle Tim and she started running down the block. He said we went all the way down to 18th and around the corner and came back. And they were running, literally running in and out of traffic. And I said, oh, my God. But anyway, they had fun. And I guess that was a lot of the pent-up energy from sitting for two hours to watch the ballet. You know, for a little kid, that was a lot. <laughs> so anyway, we did that. We had a fabulous dinner. We just, we all enjoyed it tremendously. And they have one of those after-theater menus. I love you have. Food. Yeah, I do too. And, and they had three columns. You know, you pick an appetizer, a main course, and a dessert. And it was for a fixed price. And it was fabulous. Just enjoyed every bit of it. And all of us got something different, but... All good. So we, we left about, I don't know, 6.30, 7 o'clock, somewhere in there. Came back. And then um, that, was, that was the day. It was just really nice. We really enjoyed spending that kind of time together. And as I said to my sister, this is, this is the kind of stuff that um, I envisioned in, in making the decision to move here. Because it's just that kind of an opportunity and to do it with family that makes it so much fun. So yeah. 
it, it's great. It, we had a wonderful time. Really enjoyed it. It was right. truly um, something that allowed us to enjoy the season. You know, it wasn't just a trip to some place, but it was the season. And there's so many places around here. I keep thinking of the light show that you love to do, the one that's in near Tuncanic. Yes. You know, which, yeah. Um, at the Country Club, I think it is. But Stone there Country are. Was there last night. Were you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, you know, the Philadelphia Zoo has a huge one. Um, there's another one, like, I don't want to say it's called Elmwood or something like that. That's another biggie. And then there's one right around the corner here, the Morris Arboretum, which has its own thing. But that's only three. I, I know there are more. Uh, but I, it's, it is something that I, I would love to see if I could be in the car, like the one you're talking about in Tuncanic. But these are not like that. You have to physically get out and walk it. So that that would be too hard for Patrick to do that. So I thought, meh, not going to work. But we'll, we'll catch it next year, do something. Yeah. So well, what have so, you done? Well, not, I mean, holiday that's life. where we were. We, we, no, I, we went to um, – the, we went to Nayog the other day, which we always yeah. do. Twice we've been through, um, just because I always like it. It brings back good memories. And um, they do a nice mm-hmm. job with what they have up there for the lights. Um, some of them were out in certain areas, so I was a little, I don't know what went on. Twice that we went through, there was a whole section not lit. I don't know what happened, but it could have been mm. something with the power. I don't know. But they very well, like the LED lighting is very bright, bright and vibrant. Um, and we did go to Stonehenge last night, and that is just spectacular. No matter when you go, how often, yeah. it's just so pretty to see the, the time involved to get this stuff up and the wraps around the trees. and the, It's just amazing the work that um, goes into that. So, um, and, yeah. and it was, it's really well run and the way they get you in and out and moving through the whole maze. It's, um, it's, it's, I love it. I love it. We had a great time and, um, it was packed with people packed and we got there about, uh, six, little before six and we were still pulling in right off the street. And then they have this like elaborate kind of road uh way that they get you in um once it starts getting busier and they it's amazing how they they do this so um but it, it the, the people who work there are all so nice and they're all bundled up which of course they need to be but it's it's a great system and the and it, it, it once again 2023 is another um, brilliantly displayed uh, lights, light event at Stonehenge. So we're fortunate that it's not far from us to be able to go up and go through it because it's great. It's great. We had a wonderful mm-hmm. time. So, and we were, were usually up there sooner in the in the month, but this month just yeah. got um, away from me with so many things. So we didn't get there. But um, and we were going last weekend. We were going to. Um, down to I think it's called Chris Kringle Village or whatever down in 
Allentown, the Allentown area, I think it's Chris Kringle something. Um, and we were going for the day on Sunday, but it was so horribly rain-filled the day that we decided not to go. So I was a little disappointed because we were going and I wanted to see what that was all about, but we didn't get there. Um, so my sister and I went and we just shopped around locally and um, had a good time. So it's it's um, almost here, folks, almost here. Mm-hmm. and all the mm-hmm. prep and all of the work but it's always so much fun it just is i don't care they always say christmas is so for kids and it is but i i must just be a big kid because i love it so <laughs> i yeah. love everything to do with the celebrations i went to a few parties um and it's just it's nice to um just to be out and everyone's in a festive mood for the most part and I didn't run into any Grinches at all yet this this holiday season. Yay. So, yeah. So That's good. Yeah, it's all good. Things are I still have a few more things to to get. I was uh at the curiosity shop in Green Ridge yesterday for a few things and I'm going to Nada and Company and Over the the Moon and I do have to run up uh, to our friends at Nibbles and Bits, even though we did do our Christmas order, Lynn, that we do in my mm-hmm. business and the, from the radio, but I do have to run up Good. for a couple things. But it's uh, other than that, I'm that's it. Just a couple more things. Okay. Well, I <laughs> and I my tree is something. up finally. Well, thank God. Yeah, yes. I know. I mean, every my whole house was decorated minus my tree. And the tree is up and decorated and looks great. But anyway, so go That's ahead. Great. Now, I was just going to say the Christmas fairy, you know that, uh, came to my house and decorated my house with a little Good. Christmas tree and some other things, which was very nice, otherwise known as my sister. But it was uh-huh. it was very nice. So we have a little festive kind of thing going on here for the holiday. Uh, but I also wanted to, to say that, you know, I I have certain things that I wanted to buy and, and I look at all of the different places that you can go to buy it, all of which are online. I haven't been into one store yet uh, for Christmas. Oh my God. And you no, live in, all outside done of Philly and you, oh my God, yes. there's so many beautiful places to go. Oh, I know, but I just don't have the energy or the drive to deal with the insanity of, to, you know, to the deal people. with the drive. Yeah. <laughs> I just, so the hell with it. Anyway, here's what I did. Here's a stupid thing, but very typical of what the issue is. Uh, I want to say a week ago, maybe 10 days ago, I was shopping online for a dress for Shirley. And I thought, this is exactly the one I want. So put that on there and said, okay, good. I expect that should be here shortly. Well, last night I came home and I thought, I don't think I got that dress. I don't remember of all the Amazon packages and all the other junk. I don't think there's one here from Macy's. That's where I got it. So I went online and sure enough, what I had done is I put it in my cart, but I never checked out. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I just said, oh, man, I can't believe it. So anyway... That's that's going to be here on Tuesday. I'll have to try to explain that to a three-year-old, but good luck. Anyway, 
So there we are. Christmas shopping seems to be finished. Yeah. Well, how about we take a break? Yeah. And we'll be right back. All right. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. See you in a bit. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises. Because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I am the certified financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we've done this before on the show. Uh, I had about 365 questions that every once in a while we we go there and have some very fascinating conversations. The same man who created those did um, a little piece on a blog, I guess it was this week, about five questions that would be really great to ask around the table when you're with people on this holiday weekend. So I wanted to just say, let's, let's get that and, and see what we can do with them. Some of which, okay. as I mentioned, we've, we may have talked about before. But the first one is, as a child, what was your most favorite Christmas gift that you received? Um, dolls. I loved dolls, 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 and more dolls. And, mm-hmm. and they, were, they were three different... Three different dolls. One was Mrs. Beasley, which was the doll that um, Buffy had on Family Affair, and she became very popular, and you could buy her. So I got my Mrs. Beasley doll. I also got uh, two dolls, uh, cousin dolls. They were cousins, Chrissy and Velvet. And Chrissy was in a, a re- an orange lace dress with red hair. And Velvet was in a uh, purple velvet dress with black hair. And their hair became, you could cr- push their hair and you could make it longer or shorter by pushing in this button. And they mm-hmm. were just the regular plastic dolls with movable arms and legs. And, you know, their eyes closed, the, you know, the, the lashes closed. And 
and uh, they they were three of my favorites. And then, of course, I did love Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls, which I did get. But those were my favorite things that I remember about as a little girl wanting and getting. I was thrilled. I think I got all three of them at at the same Christmas. So it was was one Christmas I woke up and all of those dolls and all, I remember thinking, all of these are here. I must have been such a good girl. (laughs) Yeah, that was my, that was my favorite thing. Or they were my favorite things. And what about you? Well, I, I was so happy when I got the Barbie doll. I mean, that's me, oh, okay. the thing, the Barbie doll. But then more importantly, it was those elaborate costumes, like Barbie's bridal dress. Oh, I know. Barbie, you know, they were ridiculously expensive. Uh-huh. And so I never anticipated that I would get them because, first of all, my mother was a phenomenal seamstress, and she used to make stuff for us. Right. You know, so right. I thought she would never buy something that was made like that. But lo and behold, well, you didn't think it was, was Santa buying. It was Santa giving it to you. I know, I know, and I just mm-hmm. thought she would kind of thwart that, you know, with Santa and say, "No, don't no, give her that." I'll she just, didn't. But there it was. It was yeah. the best. And and that and Lynn, do you remember the Barbie doll cases that they used to have? Yeah. And when you opened yes. them, as as well as the Hot Wheels case. They had that mm-hmm. plastic smell. I can still smell mm-hmm. what they were, what what they smelled like. I, they exactly. My brothers got their Hot Wheel cases. We got Barbie cases, and I can still remember that smell. Easy bake ovens and all those things. But my dolls were my favorite. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Yeah, that's that's. that's Think about it. Say, Everybody out the there best. who is of a certain age knows what I'm talking about. The smell yep. of the Barbie doll case and the Hot Wheels that's and awesome. the plastic smell it had. So anyway, go ahead. What's next question? Yeah, the next one is, um, what was your most memorable Christmas ever and what made it so memorable? Well, I think I answered that. The the day that I woke up and saw that I got all of those things at one time and I was just, just thrilled. And the other one was, and it may have been the same year, I'm not sure. We got up, my brother Timmy woke us up at 3.30 in the morning. Oh. And we snuck, the three of four of us started, we all went downstairs tiptoeing down the steps, which of course my father heard. And we walked yeah. down to the, to, the, to the foyer, which is where beneath the steps, which is where we always had our Christmas tree. And my yeah. father heard us and he bellowed from the top, from the, from the, uh, for, from the hallway of the steps in our second floor. Get the hell into bed. It's 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> And so we flew back, <laughs> we flew back up the steps and went back to bed and then got up at probably 6 or 6.30. Yeah, yeah 3.30 so, in the morning. Um, it's 3.30 in the morning. Yes. I'm laughing because we had same things going yeah. on. You know, we would conspire at the top of the steps and say, what do you think? Can you see anything in there? <laughs> yes. See? It was so funny. Go. And then yep. we'd get yelled at, get back to bed, get back yeah. to bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, but my father was get the, the hell back to bed. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, one of my favorite Christmases. I have two of them actually. One was a really bizarre thing. Um, my, I'd say I was probably in my early thirties, and my brother was late twenties, and 
he was dating a young woman who lived in, um, I don't even know, somewhere up the valley, uh, Peckville, Archbold, somewhere. And her family always had a very lavish Christmas Eve event. And they all got dressed up, I mean, really dressed up and um, had a fabulous dinner. And then um, they would go to midnight mass. So our plan was that there was nothing in particular going on Christmas Eve in our house. So he asked me if I would go with him. And I said, yes. So we went to this place and it started snowing around three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And by the time it got to 10 o'clock at night, there was over a foot of snow on the ground. Oh, my God. And it was really bad and very, very windy. And so they, this family, decided they were going to go to midnight mass. I don't know how they did it, but they did. And we we just said, I can't drive in this. It's just, you can't. So we ended up literally (laughs) staying on the couch in their living room and got up early in the morning and got ourselves out of there. And it was just the most bizarre, unexpected Christmas ever. But there it was. And so we came back to North Main Avenue. And uh, I think, I don't even know what we did then. I don't know if we went over to Grandma's house or something, which was the usual. But that was a very memorable Christmas. Very bizarre. Okay, so what's the next one? Um, As a child, what were your family's Christmas traditions? Now, this is what I think we talked about a couple weeks ago. (laughs) You know, but, you know, it's the thing of what do you do? We always went, uh, Christmas Eve was usually the Evans side of things. And my father's family, whoever was there, they would come to our house, and my mother would prepare an extravagant dinner, like standing rib roasts and stuff like this. And right. then we would, we would always get dressed and have to go to church. About 9 o'clock, the services were. And we'd come back, and that was the end of that, because, you know, we had to get to bed for Santa Claus. So the next day, after we opened our gifts, we would um, we would go to my mother's side of the family, and that was over in the south side. And my, me and my siblings were um, of we were part of thirteen grandchildren. So when we all got there, and and her siblings, my mom's siblings, spouses, and all the other people, that it was just insane. It, there are probably 30 people in three rooms. And, of course, there was the adult table, and then there was the kids' table in the kitchen. And invariably, there would be some kind of breakout of hostilities <laughs> with the kids. Aww. And then, you know, somebody would have to come in and police it. But then, inevitably, Santa Claus made an appearance later that evening. He rang the doorbell and came in with a big red bag behind them and went into the living room and all the kids got a gift. Ah. And and that was the end of that. Well, of course, you know that we had no, well, being Irish, we had no, no tradition of anything. 
other than dinner on Christmas Day, with which yeah. we always had a, a group of people, but Christmas night because my Christmas Eve because my dad worked always until nine o'clock ish at night because having a retail beer business and a holiday, he and both of my he and my uncle would always work the holiday because it was busy and he would come home late so my mother would take us as a (laughs) tradition we would get to go to mcdonald's on christmas (laughs) eve night and we rarely were able to go there rarely yeah and that was always a big deal that the five of us and if my grandmother was home which usually wasn't she usually was visiting one of her other children but if she was, and she was home a few times, she would come with us. But that was our big thing was to go to McDonald's and have a uh, McDonald's. She allowed us to get what we wanted and have McDonald's on Christmas Eve and then come home and get our toenails and our, hair and our, to- our nails popped, as my uncle used to say, trimmed and washed our baths and all our hair and get everything ready in our brand new nightgowns because Barbara and I and my brothers, we always had new pajamas for Christmas Eve, always. Oh. And I always remember this one. I have a photo of it. My sister and I, it was a white, like, real soft brushed flannel with red velvet ribbons. It smocked the top and red little buttons. It was so, they were beautiful. And then we would have, um, my mother would call a stocking ceremony, and we would each go in and have to hang up our stocking. And then we would eat Christmas cutout cookies and you know, some whether they yeah. let us have soda that night, which was very rare, or something. But we had some cutout cookies, and when my father came home, and then after he left, we you know soon thereafter we had to go to bed. But that's what it, it was. You know, simple little things like that on Christmas Eve, and then always a big dinner with lots of people on Christmas Day. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. And the, the next question I want to ask before we run out of time here, what foods do you associate with Christmas? I always associated turkey. We had the same meal for Thanksgiving that we did for with <laughs> with for Christmas, except that we did buy, always bought homemade um, nut and poppy seed roll from friends of ours yes. who were of the Polish descent because they yes. always made them beautifully and we would always have homemade. And in the morning on Christmas morning, we always had poppy and nut, nut roll uh, made mm-hmm. fresh from people. We would go all over the, the, the area getting and have that available, but always had like a full regular dinner. It more later on, we switched to tenderloin, which beef tenderloin, which we now, I still do, but that was what we yeah. always had the same kind of food. And you? Same thing. The beef tenderloin is now the thing. And um, okay, yep. <laughs> of course, because of my Polish background and my mom's side, we always had those. Um, I'm not in poppy. Sort of. Yeah, but there's, Kalachi, a, there's isn't a word for it. Kolachi. Kolachi. Yeah, that's yes. what it is. Yes, the kolachi. Mm-hmm. And that was just fabulous. It was always that time of the year. So, yes, that's yep. it. And, of course, butter cookies, I have to say that. But other than that, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yay. Well, that's nice. All right. Well, we have have our lovely guest expert coming up, Miss Trish Curley, as she's the assistant 
uh, Vice President and Retail Manager of the Pittston Fidelity Bank Pittston branch, and she'll be up to talk a little bit about all things digital. And in the meantime, we'll be right back. So stay tuned, everybody. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call. I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this, this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to the Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show, and I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am a certified financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And our guest expert with us today is a return offender. (laughs) (laughs) But but a dear friend of ours, yes, a dear friend of ours who's been with us for many years representing Fidelity Bank, and that is Trish Curley, who is the Assistant Vice President and Retail Branch Manager of Fidelity's Pittston Branch. So welcome back, Trish. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me back. I love being a part of this. Yay. All right. So... Um, you have some very important information to share with us about how to do banking in inclement weather. That's right. So as we approach these wonderful winterous months of of winter in northeastern Pennsylvania, we all know how challenging it could get from just getting out of our beds some mornings, right? So Mm -hmm. at Fidelity Bank, um, and banking in general as an industry, you know, banking has really evolved into coming from being known as something that I had to go to the bank to get my banking done, 
to how do I get my banking done. So Fidelity Bank offers a wide variety of different uh, digital tools and online banking tools to help promote um, and engage our clients in how to best do their banking in the best way possible. Because let's face it, most people today, there's an app for everything. And Fidelity mm -hmm. has a wonderful online banking app, a mobile banking app, where most employers today do offer direct deposit, but not everyone does. We have a lot of mom and pop small business clients who don't yet offer direct deposit. So how can an employee get their banking done when they have a half an hour break and it's snowing out through our online mobile banking challenge, uh, channel, they could take their online or their uh, paper check and deposit it right through our mobile banking app. Um, it's a great opportunity for them to, uh, you know, view the check. Uh, they can, you know, look at the activity on the check, their deposits. So it'll, it'll show a deposit history for them, and it'll upload. And it really does mirror the uh, same funds, ability, funds availability schedule as if they were to come into the bank. But it just provides them that ease of convenience. Um, if folks are traveling for the holiday season, again, having our online channels is a great way for them to continue to manage their account, to have access to their account. Um, and through our online banking app and even our desktop uh, version, if you're a tablet user or you're using your you know, PC or personal computer at home or laptop, um, you know, any digital uh, means um, to help protect your account is super important today. Uh, so for the travelers, you know, we have the function within our online banking mobile or our online app that you can set up to manage your travel plans. So it's a great way to import your, your debit card is accessible right within your mobile banking app. And you could set up your travel plans. So say you're flying from, you know, Wilkes-Barre Scranton Airport and you're going to go to Florida and you're going to be using your debit card. Um, by setting up that travel plan, it limits the capability of you potentially getting a, a fraud alert because your card is recognized as being you know, used locally and all of a sudden you're traveling. So by setting up that manage your travel plan, um, you're really limiting that fraud alert and the bank is in awareness that you will be traveling. So it's good protection for you as the client using it as well as to notify the bank that you are going to be out of the area. Uh, so that's a great opportunity as well. So while you're traveling, make sure that you're, you're setting up those um, manage your plan function. We also have through the card manage function in our um, online, the mobile app, um, setting up alerts and notifications. You know, I'm a heavy online purchaser and I love Amazon. I love, you know, anything I can do <laughs> from my convenience of my home, I'm going to do exactly. it. Um, so, Oftentimes, there's transactions that we're just not certain that, hey, I, I don't recognize that transaction. As long as you have your debit card added in your mobile app, you're managing your card, um, setting up alerts and notifications, every time there's a transaction made with your debit card, you would get a, you know, a text alert showing you that there was a purchase made. The purchase will actually go right down to the location, the terminal I identification, and it pings the merchant in which you made the, uh, the purchase at. So if you kind of forgot, like, oh, I didn't keep this receipt, I don't remember making this purchase, when you go into your app, you pull up that transaction, it'll show you the time, the date, and it, it pings that location for you so that, you know, you can register that in your old-fashioned 
register if you're still a, not a transaction register user. But sometimes, again, we make so many purchases that we tend to forget. So having these alerts and notifications and using these resources that are right there available to you 24-7, it just really helps. So please make sure that you're, you're taking advantage of using those channels. Um, if you're you know, traveling and you're, maybe you're living out of the area and you don't have a branch location that's you know, right next to you, you can still bank with Fidelity Bank because we have the opportunity through our digital services. You can open a checking account. You can open a savings account. You can apply for a loan and close on a loan and have a banker call you and you can do your closing almost virtually on the, on the consumer side. So there's not much you cannot do to bank with Fidelity Bank using your online resources. Yay. <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing. That you think back to, you know, banking with somewhere you, you really had to go. You had to take your lunch break to go to the bank, or you had to mm -hmm. get into the bank before you went to work, or you had to rush to the bank after work. And there's so many things that go on in, in your busy schedule. So having all of these digital functions and tools and, you know, the ability to have resources to help protect you and, and monitor your account independently through these alerts, notifications, and, and setting up travel plans and managing your card, you know, they're all key applications to kind of help keep you in tune with what's going on in the, in the day to day within your banking life. Trish, do, um, Trish when, when all of this happens, um, I, and I'm, I'm, I say this a lot, I ask, because I, I love to know what the trend is. Um, young people are so used to this because it's what they know. They know what to do. How are all of us baby boomers um, adjusting? Is it getting easier for everybody? Is it, is it, are there still, and even, even just older people, like older than us, who just, who, who feel like, they're a little nervous or they don't, because you know that old, I think a lot of this as an ex-banker myself having dealt with so many people, there was a lot of fear around um, we, your money. You know what I mean? Oh. And now it's, so where are we with that? Absolutely. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I look at it through, and especially with, you know, during COVID uh, where branches weren't either open or they, the lobbies weren't open and then folks had to use, you know, drive throughs or use their debit cards. And I look at, you know, demographically speaking, geographically speaking, um, I look at, you know, most of the baby boomers, um, you know, they are having grandchildren, and their grandchildren are now texting them. And, you know, if, you, if I asked my parents to send me a text message 10 years ago, they would have looked at me like I had 10 heads, like I am not texting you, pick up the phone, and you call them. And now I think a lot of that uh, mindset has shifted to, you know what, this really does make my life a little bit easier. It may not have been their initial thought to bank online or do these things, but it's really up to the bankers to kind of provide that education that, hey, instead of waiting, you know, to get your monthly bank statement via paper in the mail where it takes a little bit longer and maybe your mail no longer comes at 2 p.m., it's coming at 6 p.m., Maybe this is something that can help you, that you don't have to wait on, you know, I don't know if this check cleared yet, or I don't quite know what my balance is, that these digital tools are a resource for you to help you through that, that time frame and keep you a little bit more up to date and on the spot. So I really do think it's, it's education. It's starting small, you know, taking small steps 
um, based on what the client wants, you know, because it's all about catering to the client and their wants and needs and really kind of get engaging them in what we have to offer. Because sometimes they just don't know exactly what online things may mean um, and things that they can do that maybe they were doing in a traditional means that may help make more efficiencies for them at the end of the day. Yeah, I like I like to see that people are moving and grooving with it. And I think, to your point, that is so true about the way all of us sort of look at these digital um, avails. And I think we're all taking advantage of it and being more comfortable in doing it. I mean, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the world's worst. Oh, and I still love it. I, and I love it. You think about technology, too, that everyone had a flip phone. You know, like there were flip phones and yeah. we're going to get the, the smartphones are for smart technological people. No, they're not. They're, and it's all, you know, there's so many different types of tools, again, and resources that are out there to kind of help support that. But I really do think it's a matter of, you know, having that good guided conversation when folks do call or they do come in that we take that five, ten minutes with the client who's making it a point to come into the brand and give them that education so that maybe they don't have to come into the branch as often as they thought they had to. And then they start realizing that, hey, you know what, this is easier, and I'm not taking up my lunch break, or I'm not rushing to the bank before or after work. I can really do all of these things right from my phone, or I can, you know, use my debit card to make a deposit. You know, so these, it's, it's all about the education, the openness to, hey, I'm going to try something new, and give yourself a shot. That's what I always tell some of the clients who say, oh, I can't do it, I don't know enough. Give yourself an opportunity to learn it. Yep. Yeah. And keep going, and that's a good thing. It's all, it, I love to hear this, and I'm so happy we're, you know, from a standpoint of looking at it, like you are internally, you see that people are much more receptive and less afraid. So that's, it's all good, and it makes, it does make your life easier. There's no doubt about it. So I think the, my most favorite thing that the, about the online app is the, the ability to deposit a check by using the camera on your phone. You don't have to go in line. You don't have to carry. It's so simple. It's just so easy. Mm-hmm. And, and that is timeless. You can do that at 1 o'clock in the morning or 8 right. o'clock in the, in the next day. It can do it any time you want. And I just, I love that. I think that is one of the most uh, innovative ideas that have come up in the banking industry as far as how to use mobile apps. I, I love it. No, it's great. Well, Trish, and it is, we are, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. And it is very secure. You know, that's one of the things that we do here, um, you know, yeah. trying to have some reservations that, you know, mobile deposit, keep, keep the check when you make that deposit, hold on to the check for a few days, make sure that you're, on most checks today, there's a, a box on the back of the check where, right below where you endorse the check, and it says for mobile deposit. Put the date that you're making that mobile deposit in there and, you know, hold on to the check for a good three to five business days. And then, you know, once everything settles and you know that the deposited funds are available, then you could go ahead and shred the check and this way you know that it's done and, you, you know, you don't have that tendency to want to, you know, you can't remember if I deposited or not. Writing that date on it is super important. There you go. Okay. Well, Trish, thank you for all this good news, and um, we hope there's more as we go into next year. And we 
thank you again for your time and always your kindness and sweet personality and knowledge of banking in general at the Pittston branch and at, of Fidelity Bank. And we wish you a very Merry Christmas and all of your uh, staff, Merry Christmas. And um, we, will, we will see you hopefully again at the beginning of the year, Chris. So thank you, uh, Chris, Trish, and have a wonderful, wonderful holiday, honey. Well, thank you, too. I wish you both a Merry Christmas and all the listeners as well. Spend time with your friends and family. And if you're looking to find Fidelity Bank, you could visit us at www.bankatfidelity.com. And you could do your banking 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even on Christmas. There you, there you all go. All right. Yes. Well, well thanks, honey. And, and we will see you all um, next week and as it, for our Miss Lynn's last official um show here next week but in the meantime please 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 enjoy your holiday um just be happy with with the love around you and have a merry christmas and we will see you next week but thanks for listening and in the meantime be safe and please be nice bye bye this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 